you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there, and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth, the opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about, the coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change, for a bright future, and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N, rise. It is an open door to the hidden soul where hope, help, and healing resides. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 9 of See the Sunrise. This podcast is about bringing light and hope. And what better way to do that than talking about the one who brings light and hope, and that's Jesus Christ himself, the Son of God. I want to start this week's podcast with a scripture that I learned years ago. You may have learned it too. It's John 3.16. Let me share it with you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I learned this scripture as a small child. It didn't mean that much to me then, but it means so very much to me today. Today, I've come to understand that this text, this one verse, actually sums up the entire Bible and the overall nature of God, and that one word is love. Love is one of those things that really can't be explained simply. I don't want to get into any heady theological explanation of that word, But if you don't mind, I I want to use some plain language. Let me explain what I mean. The depth of love goes far beyond saying, I love you. Love, true love, it's an action, and it's an action that's exhibited by people who have experienced the depth and the far-reaching range of the power of the word love. There was a singer by the name of Stephanie Mills. She sang a song entitled, I've Learned to Respect the Power of Love. That might, might not actually be the title, but that I think the first stanza that she, she sings in the chorus. But anyway, I get the essence of what she's saying. Love, true love is powerful. Love can quiet a storm of hate. It can comfort a hurting child. It can move the hardest of hearts, moving them to consider that there just may be something different. Maybe there is a better way than lashing out in anger and frustration. In 1 Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul seeks to convey what love is. But if you ever noticed in reading that scripture, in that particular chapter, Paul never mentions God. He mentions or he describes the attributes of godly love or the characteristics of love. God is love, and it is because he loved us that he offers us a life lived with him and in him. See what I'm talking about, that magnetism? God loves us first. And when you give love first, it is the potential to be magnetized, causing the recipient to consider loving you back. They are drawn to you. You are drawn to them. In 1 Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul says, the gift of tongues is just noise without love. With the absence of love, Tongue talking really means nothing. He goes on to say, if you could prophesy or if you could tell the future, if you don't love that future telling or fortune telling or however you want to describe it, he's saying it's meaningless. That if you give everything that you have to the needy or suffer physically, 
but you don't love, you can't hope to attain anything. What Paul is saying here is that there is power, there is an explosiveness in love. He's saying that love is combustible, that it can scatter and that it's inflammable, that others can catch it too. It's kind of like that wildfire when one catches on fire, anything close to it catches on fire. Imagine loving like that where people catch on to that love that it just bursts forward and it just draws individuals or people to you. Paul says also that love will wait. How long, he doesn't say, but love will wait however long it takes. Some of you are probably sitting out there thinking, I've been waiting for a long time. I've been waiting for a husband. I've been waiting for a job. I've been waiting for direction. I've been waiting for that new home. I've been waiting and waiting. And you know what? Love will wait. Because if you believe in God and the power of God and the power he wills, then what you understand is that all of the things you've been waiting for, he can do it. And you just have to hold on and trust that, you know, he loves me. And since he loves me, I can wait. I can wait for his timing. I can wait for his will. I can wait until he says now. There are times we become so impatient that we refuse to wait. And when you refuse to wait, you can miss the opportunity of, of what it can do. You miss the opportunity of what love can do. Paul goes on to say that love is gentle, that it isn't jealous of someone else, nor feel the need to boast of who or what you or they are. They're not, you know, people that love, you're not beating your chest saying, look at me, look what I've done. I made some terrible mistakes in the workforce. I think it was all based on my own insecurity and not having or experiencing the kind of love that, the, that Paul is talking about here in the scripture. I would go to work and boast about how good I was at what I did. And instead of drawing people to me, I was alienating everyone. See, that's what comes when you don't have understanding. But when you get understanding, you learn from it and you learn not to make that mistake again. There is no way possible that if I ever needed help, that that environment, the people that I work with, those who just didn't like the way I presented myself, there was no way they were going to help me. Love will draw people to you. It holds others to greater esteem. It doesn't seek recognition and it's temperate, meaning it's calm. It's not given over to hasty, vitriol reactions, being angry and lashing out. Love doesn't keep score and is hurt in the presence of evil. But love has great joy when they hear the truth. When you hear the truth, you can, you can love. You can give love. You can receive love. Love watches over and keeps safe. This is all what Paul is saying. Remember, I said I was going to put it in simple language. Love is confident in hope or in an expectation and Love continually presses forward. What does that mean? That means it won't ever give up. It'll continue to persevere. You know, it will, it will not stop when that love is not returned, but it will keep loving. Think of that mother that loves that child who's constantly throwing fits. She continues to pick him up or her up in, in her arms and keep trying to convey how much she loves him and that you don't have to do this. You don't have to respond this way. My love will never fail. I'm always going to love you. You're going to always be my child. Can you see God doing that? Embracing you in his arms saying, you know what? You don't need to do that. I love you. I know it doesn't look good right now, but it's going to get better. Trust me. Wait for me. You know, I'm, I'm faithful. My love is unending. That's what he's saying to us. 
He's also saying that love watches over and keeps us safe. In other words, it protects us from harm. Love is confident in hope or expectation. And love continually presses forward. It just won't stop. Love will always win, but prophecies, he says, will cease. The tongue talkers, those who talk um, and, and, and speak in those unknown tongues, they'll be silenced. The pursuit of knowledge will pass, but there's one thing that will stand, and that's love. It will surpass everything. And we come to understand the power of love when we mature in our faith. Not as little children needing to be spoon-fed, but mature, mature people who can pick up their own spoon and feed themselves, and not with just anything, with food that will not only sustain the body, but also feed the spirit. Remember that scripture that says, when I was a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. When you begin to understand the power of love, you'll put away that childish thinking and what you thought love was, and you'll begin to embrace what true love is, sincere love, self-sacrificing love, love that gives of itself and doesn't seek its own. If you've ever been in love, you understand the power of love. You understand it during the heartbreak. Love has encouraged the downhearted and downcast, but it also is the essence of a broken heart and spirit. You know, sometimes you need that one breakup, that, that one you thought was the one, and all of a sudden that one doesn't love you. I sound like I've experienced it, don't I? I have. And boy, does it tear at you. You feel like you've given everything you can possibly give, and that um, it's an unrequited love. It's just not returned, and you're you're heartbroken, you're devastated, you lay on your bed and you listen to the songs that bring comfort and yet you still don't find that comfort because you gave them sincere, true love. And somehow you're seeking a way to compensate for it, but nothing can but true, sincere love. Love is the essence of life. And this kind of love pardons the guilty. Love has the power to heal, to take away bitterness, Love has the power to mend relationships, to forgive the unforgivable. It is love that breaks the hearts of those who have lost loved ones. And it's also love that dries their tears. It is love that breaks open the dam of tears in the joining of two lives together. I find nothing more precious when I'm joining two to become one, unified together. And as they're saying their vows, the tears begin to flow because their love is deep. Love is what is seen in the eyes of a newborn baby. How can someone or something so small and helpless wield that kind of power, the kind that wants to protect and keep them safe? That new mother looks down at that newborn baby and love just fills her heart. And then it begins to spill over into her soul to the point that she becomes so overwhelmed at the thought of how do I care for this little life and to give it what it needs to thrive and grow. That's love. That's the kind of power that love wields. That baby hasn't uttered one word yet. You may have heard its cry, and that cry brings about the, at some of the essence of the power of love. Love is when you forsake your own needs to care for someone else. When parents have worked all day and they come home to nurture the little ones who look to them for guidance and care. Love is what you know that sandwich generation and as their parents get older they sacrifice themselves some even 
leave their jobs or, or move in with their parents so that they don't have to go into a nursing facility. That's a deep love. That's a self-sacrificing love. Love is what prompts some on journeys to unfamiliar countries to give up themselves, putting their own safety in danger to make the lives of someone else's better, if only for a little while. I heard a gentleman talking the other day. He had been um, captured by a militia in Haiti and was being threatened with his life. They were ransoming him for something like $300,000. And he said, I don't have that kind of money. I'm a missionary. He reached out to his son and he said, son, you know, you've got to get me out of here. They're, they're, I, they don't understand. I don't have those kind of resources. But he's, he's there. He was there because he loved. And even at risk of his own life, he was willing to go to help someone else. Can you imagine that kind of love? Love is deep. Love is what brings a lost loved one home after a long absence. It is love that will last after everything else is gone. I dare not say that I have fully comprehended the full power of this word love. But what I do understand, I understand that it is something to be pursued. It is something to be shared, to extend, to adopt as a total way of life. You see, when you love, when someone cuts you off in traffic, you won't get angry. You won't blow off in road rage. When you really, really love, you'll get up in the middle of the night when that baby cries. If you truly, truly love, you'll give to someone else, even if you don't have, because God is encouraging you to do it. I think of the widow who didn't have much meal or flour left, and she was about to make her last meal, and prophet told her, well, just make me a cake and make yourself a cake. And that woman never ran out. True love is communicated. True love empowers you and, and empowers others. True love has no deceit. True sincere love understands what's important. True love accepts responsibilities. True love seeks the needs of others first. That kind of love, this kind of love is Christ. He is the one who empowers us because we can't love like that absence, his, absent his presence. If you want to love like that, he's got to live in you because our nature is so against that kind of love. Our nature is self-seeking and wants what it wants and it wants it. Now it is impatient and it doesn't understand that sometimes power is in weakness. You know, the word says his strength is made perfect in our weakness. The one who empowers, the one who enables us to experience the power of this love is Jesus himself. Ultimately, it was this kind of love that led him to a cross, that led him to suffer. Think of that. He loved so much he was willing to suffer. Many of us aren't even willing to go without a cup of coffee. We call that suffering. I don't want to make light of it at all, but I want us to really understand this. He was willing to suffer and to die a horrible death. But it was this kind of love that got up from the grave for us. That kind of love is powerful love. I pray that every day that it is your humble pursuit to know this kind of love, the kind of power that wields
the love that loves everyone and everything. A self-sacrificing love. The love that God called us to exhibit, to give, and to convey. May God bless you and may you one day be able to experience the power of that kind of love.